Hi, I'm Saisha, and welcome to the Sounds of My Nail Shop. So today I have been feeling very inspired by this whole aesthetic that's been going around, which is Beyonce's Renaissance Tour. It's given silver, glitter, chrome, diamond, crystal, all that over-the-top glam type of vibes and that's actually my favorite aesthetic to do nails um so we're gonna have some fun today i think i'm going to stick with the base of silver chrome to keep in that same vein of the renaissance tour and maybe i'll throw a little pop of color in there i'm gonna do it on some 3xl tips so i have that room to play with for the style and it keeps that dramatic extra look. And that's the sound of the drill. Let's get started. Much love to the company that I do get my press on nails from. They create the nail with a really nice shape to it. But I still like to go back over it with my own file so I can keep it nice and sharp. When you put gel polish onto a nail, it's naturally going to soften the look. So this just keeps it nice and sharp. And I won't even lie to you. Beyonce's fans, y'all have outdid yourselves. You have been the best dress concert goers I've seen so far. And it's not even just the ladies. The guys too have been putting on fits. All staying within that same aesthetic, which is pretty cool. I think the only thing that I've seen repeated are the cowboy hats. But even with that. Y'all still found a way to keep that fresh and original and, you know, customize it, make it different. So that was really cute and cool. Now, what I like to do with the base of the nail is buff it. Usually you buff your natural nail bed when you're doing nails because it has a lot of oils on it, which can prevent adhering with the acrylics and things like that. And, make, you know, if it's not prepped right, you could have lifting, but I still like to do this on my press-ons because for me, I just find that it lays everything much better. Um, everything cures really nice. So, you know, you do what works for you. This is what works for me. I actually didn't make plans to go see her on tour, but there's no doubt she's one of our top performers in our era. And to see her all these years in the game and still pushing the envelope, that's dope. And she makes really good music. It's just very few people that I want to see on tour, perform in person. And I've seen, what, two out of the four that I really want to see perform. I've seen The Weeknd, and that was an incredible experience. That was actually my favorite he makes you feel like you are a part of the production. And not only that, just the experience of being a concert goer at one of his shows, you literally, this is no exaggeration. You're going to see people your grandparents' age. You're going to look this way and see people your age. You're going to look in front of you and see teenagers all knowing the words, all vibing, no bad energy. Everyone's there to have a good time, see a good show. And I really love that vibe. He definitely puts on an amazing show. And that's probably an artist that I will go to their tour dates always. I love that he doesn't just do songs from his current album. He goes back in the crates to B-sides and old hits. And it just gives you that well-rounded feeling of why you're a fan of his. I want to see Lana Del Rey perform. 
she hasn't had such great reviews on her live performances, but I love the song so much. I got to see it in person. I have to see Paul McCartney perform before he just stops performing. That would be heartbreaking for me not to be able to see him perform since I've never been able to see Prince perform. And then to round out my top four is Drake. I've seen him perform. I think he was on tour with Migos at the time. And that was a great show. Um, It's not that I came in with low expectations, but I definitely did not think he was going to put on as good of a show as he did. And he killed it. I would definitely go see him again on tour. My only beef with him right now is... Where is the album? I have been waiting just like everybody else. We need new music. I waited up that Thursday night hoping that the drop was coming. Actually, I'm lying because I have work. So I was like already going to be up. But I was just waiting on iTunes. When I didn't see it, first page on iTunes, on Tidal, I was like, okay, let me go search the name. Maybe something's going on and they glitched out. No, nothing came. And yes, I already know. Nobody said officially it was dropping on Friday. But he did say at the concert that it was going to be dropping in two weeks. So, yeah, TikTok. Okay, so I decided that the pop of color that I'm going to use is going to be a chrome blue. Um, I think that'll fit in nice, maybe ombre it in at the end of the nail. So it gives that little surprise. And we're definitely adding some crystals on this to make it shine and to complete that look. Okay, now back to Drake with For Older Dogs. I need new vibes and I definitely wanted to hear it and, you know, give my opinion on it for this first episode. But we're just going to have to wait. But the good thing about an artist like Drake is whenever it does come, we already know it's going to be heat. So we're just going to sit back and wait for it. I don't think it's going to be that long because Nikki did announce that she's dropping Pink Friday 2 in November. And just the bond they have, I highly doubt that he would release at the same time as her and step on her release. I'm pretty sure he would want her to have that moment for herself. And I'm not even going to lie, I kind of wanted a summer release from Nikki too. Because I'm not going to say we didn't have summer songs, but I feel like there should have been more summer hits. Like, remember the years when Dream would faithfully drop in the summer and we were just bombarded with other hits? It just kept the summer going. Kind of what I wanted. But she did uh, drop her first single called Last Time I Saw You. And I like it. It gives that alternative vibe. It gives me Pink Print, um, Pink Friday vibes because she always had those type of alternative rap or just alternative cuts on the albums so i like it i feel like that means we're not just gonna get a rap album we're not just gonna get a pop album i'm sure at the end of it all she knows her base which is hip-hop they like the harder tracks then she has the mainstream audience which like the pop sounding songs they go far they chart higher so i'm pretty sure she'll have something on there for everyone and that's gonna be november 17th but i won't lie to you with these artists these days i do not hold my breath for anything sometimes they drop it earlier for that shock and awe factor and just to you know throw everyone off or they drop it later because maybe some things aren't cleared yet who knows but whenever it comes 
I'm looking forward to it. Another person I'm looking forward to dropping is Georgia Smith. I really like her vibe, and she's supposed to be coming soon. Doja Cat is also dropping this year. She's apparently on her press run because she has everyone talking right now off of this new aesthetic that she's been on, which I guess is supposed to be demonic-esque. I don't know, man. Um, I don't take anything these artists do too serious. Am I saying some of them are not into some wild stuff? Of course I'm not saying that. But I do think that these artists will do whatever to get people talking when there's time to sell something. The only thing that really shocks me in all of this is the public's response. We have literally been on this rodeo a million times with a whole bunch of different artists. And it's always the same thing. They say little buzzwords and it will get y'all talking and promoting whatever it is that they wanted you to promote in the first place. So none of this shocks me, to be honest. Like, seriously, her first mainstream song was Bitch, I'm a Cow. So we already know what it's hitting for. It's giving that get them talking, get them here type of vibe. I don't really buy into any of it. But nevertheless, she is extremely talented. She can actually rap. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I really want to see if her pop bass will be able to still stick with her with an old rap album. So I want to see her pull that off, and I hope it's good music. I feel like the second half of this year is going to be great for entertainment. I know my shows are coming back, and one of my favorite, Top Boy, which is a UK-based show. Honestly, why am I explaining this? You guys should know what Top Boy is. And if you don't, go to Netflix, press subscribe to that overpriced plan, and start catching up. There's Top Boy and Top Boy Summer House. If I'm not mistaken, Summer House is the first one. It should have one season. So watch that first and then go into Top Boy. The finale of last season left me speechless. They pit two of my favorite characters against each other and it did not end well. I'm not even going to say spoiler alert because I don't know what you were doing when you were not watching this show. But... At the end, they had one of my favorite characters, Sully, kill or seemingly kill my other favorite character, which was Jamie. And I was confused. I did not understand it. Oh, these nails are coming out cute, y'all. But yeah, I was very confused. I feel like with Jamie, they had the per- the writers had the perfect character to usher in uh, more seasons. He could have took over as top boy and, you know, he's a smart kid with hustle, but they saw another way. So I'm interested to finally see how this turns out. In the preview, they're showing his brother, his youngest brother, Jamie's youngest brother, and it seems like he's in the life now. He probably wants to seek revenge for what Sully did to his brother. This is one of the shows that haven't let me down yet, so I have high hopes as of right now. I did notice in the preview they introduced some new, I guess, would-be villains. And if you've watched Peaky Blinders, which is another good show, I've seen, uh, what is his name? I think it's uh, Brian Gleason. And he played the leader of the Billy Boys. He's a really good actor, so I'm anxious to see how he plays into this whole storyline. I'm getting the feeling that Duchesne and Sully aren't on the best terms this season, which is nothing new. 
And this is supposed to be the last season, so we'll see how they tie all this in and wrap it up. I'm super critical on how writers end the series, especially a good one. So I'm just hoping that they do this one justice. All right, let me give you a nail update. Okay, so we got this nice chrome ombre look already done. I've added the Swarovski crystals already. And then I've added some extra little rhinestones to glam it up. I'm going to, I feel like it needs a little something extra. So I'm going to put like this cross. I'm going to put a nice cross on it and have it pop out a little bit. This year has been actually pretty good for entertainment. It started off slow for me with music, but it's been a pretty good year in entertainment for me, for the things that I like. The most underrated project for me this year is still K-Camp's project, which is called Spin the Block. And it has a bunch of replay value. You should definitely go listen to it. My favorite song off of there has to be New Season Mommy. And I believe it's the EP. It's just something good to put on when you're in your laid back mood and you want something to vibe to without having to skip track to track. Another project I have in rotation right now is The Last Uppy by 20 Bands. It's a New York-based artist. Great project, and it's good to hear a sound other than drill coming from New York right now. Check it out. And we are finally finished. It looks so beautiful, but don't even take my word for it. I'll upload a pic on the nail page, which is Sets and Stones on IG. And while you're at it, make sure you follow the pod on IG at My Nail Shop Pod. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of the Sounds and Conversations in My Nail Shop.